0: Hi, it's Amy Newmark, and this holiday week, I'm presenting to you three of my favorite episodes from last Christmas and New Year's with some great ideas for New Year's resolutions that will actually work.
1: Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark.
0: Hey, it's Amy Newmark with some new favorites for you from our latest book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Step Outside Your Comfort Zone. I love this book for this time of year because it's the time of year that we make a fresh start and we try new things and we we resolve to do things differently. And often our resolutions have to do with relationships and human connections. And what could be more meaningful than making a connection with a parent? which is what two of our writers did in this book. They got up their courage, and they reached out to their birth mothers. Our first story is called Choosing Hope, and it's by Clara Ember. Clara tells us that her parents had never kept her adoption a secret. They had shared what they knew of her birth family, and they had even taken her to see the adoption agency where they had picked her up. So when Clara turned 19, she requested her original birth certificate, And then when it came, she just couldn't believe it. Here she was in her hands, holding the key to her past, because there it was, her mother's name and the address where her mother grew up. Clara then sat on that information for months. She was trying to gain the courage to begin her search. She says that adopted kids are told not to get their hopes up, that sometimes their birth parents won't welcome them, or they might be dead, or they might be drug addicts. What held Clara back was the fear that her birth mother would reject her because Clara at that time was on the outs with her adoptive mother. Her parents had divorced and her mother had been having a hard time and they weren't speaking to each other. So she couldn't face the prospect of being rejected by both her mothers the one who raised her and the one who gave birth to her. She didn't feel that her birth mother had rejected her initially because her birth mother was only 14 when she had her. And that poor girl didn't even know she was pregnant until the day she went into labor. So that wasn't the rejection. It was just a possible rejection that kept Clara delaying. But eventually, her curiosity won out over her fear. And she searched and she searched, and then she couldn't find her. And then one day, Clara tried again on Facebook where she had already looked, but this time she found a new listing with the name of her mother. And this woman was in her 30s with a medium complexion, big blue eyes, and a smile that Clara recognized because it was her own smile. So Clara sent her a message and waited for a response. And she waited for two years. And then one night her phone buzzed and it was a Facebook notification saying she had a new message and it was from her birth mother who explained that since they weren't friends on Facebook, Facebook had taken Clara's message and had stuck it in some alternative place, and Clara's birth mother had just spotted it two years after it was sent. But the email that she sent to Clara was so welcoming and loving and excited. She said that she wanted her to come and meet the whole family right away, and within hours, Clara had a message from the oldest of her brothers. And she says that she and her two brothers turn out to be so similar. They speak the same. They have the same gestures. They have the same bright-eyed excitement about life. She says, never in my wildest dreams did I imagine the amount of love I have received from them. So now Clara has three families. She has her family with her adoptive mother. She has her family with her adoptive father and his new wife and kids. And finally, she has her family which is her birth family. She says that now she feels like one of the most loved and adored children on the whole planet. Alyssa Kamensky faced the same struggle to overcome her fear about reaching out to her birth family. But she did it, and I had the chance to talk with her recently. Her story starts with her sitting alone in a Starbucks in the middle of Chicago, her hands shaking as she's about to take a very big step.
1: So I was adopted at birth, which is something that I had always known and always took pride in. My parents always made sure to read books to me that were geared towards adoption. And it was just something that I always loved to talk about. Um, But once I grew older and went into adolescence, I started questioning it more. And then through my own investigation, I learned that I had three full biological siblings who are older than me. And um, so I decided to search using social media, which you can find anything these days using social media. And so after lots of digging, I found my birth siblings and didn't decide to make a move yet, but I decided to keep tabs on them and had done so for nearly a decade.
0: Wow. So Alyssa already knew who her siblings were. So this is a different kind of finding your birth family story.
1: Right. So um, I was always waiting for the right time to make my move, which is why it took me so long. Um, There were so many times that I would contemplate reaching out and then I would find a reason not to. And I would kind of realize later on that it was really fear that was holding me back. But then that day at Starbucks, I realized after all these years that there's really no such thing as a right time.
0: So Alyssa had actually had an epiphany because she had come across something in a book.
1: So I'd recently come across a quote, which I'd later find out was by Jack Kornfield in Buddha's Little Instruction Book. And the quote was that the trouble is you think you have time. And for some reason, like that quote just struck such a chord with me. And I just saw it as that not only was I getting older, but my birth parents and siblings were getting older, too.
0: So she took action. She was reading a book, and she was sitting in that Starbucks, but that quote kept coming back to her, that she was really running out of time.
1: Yeah, so the quote just kept circling my brain, and I just couldn't get it out of my head that day. And so I closed the book, and I grabbed my phone, and I am always one to write anything, any thoughts that I have. And I'd written and rewritten so many times, the paragraph that I'd want to send to my birth family when I found that quote unquote right time. And so I scrolled all the way back down to where it was and I copied the message. And then I went into Facebook and searched my oldest sister, whose name is Sierra. And I went to the message button and pasted the message into the box and I cl- I can remember this so clearly. I closed my eyes, took a deep breath, and hit the send button. And I placed my phone back on the table thinking I had at least five to ten minutes to kind of decompress and wait before something would happen. But I would find out I barely had time to even exhale.
0: Yeah, Alyssa said to me that she got an instant response. It didn't even take a minute.
1: So I wrote this extremely heartfelt message and the message i received back was only three words that was wait huh lol and that in that moment that's when i realized that my sister had no idea that i existed so i was started freaking out and a few minutes later which felt like seconds she asked if she could call me so i gave her my number and then she called me hysterically crying And I felt as though it was because she was mad at me for intruding on her life, but she was crying because she was apologizing because she felt terrible that she didn't know. And she said that she would, if she did know, she would have searched for me. And she kept saying repeatedly how much she loves me already And then after that short phone call, I immediately messaged her back and asked her how to refer to her. And not even two seconds later, she said, you are my sister if you're comfortable with it.
0: Wow, that is a moving story. So that was it. Done. Alyssa was welcomed with open arms into her birth family. She stepped outside her comfort zone. She did an incredibly scary thing. And now she has a new family. And she also told me that it had been a New Year's resolution and she finally did it on December 26th because she was running out of year. So whatever your fear, whatever new thing you're considering trying, whoever it is that you're thinking of reaching out to, it's January and it's resolution time. So why not add something to your list for 2018? Something that will expand your world. If you'd like to read some tips for broadening your world from Chicken Soup for the Soul, Step Outside Your Comfort Zone, which is where today's stories appear, please go to our website, chickensoup.com, and click on Podcasts. We'll show you all the books we're talking about this week, and you can read some tips that I wrote which were drawn from the stories in this book. You can find Step Outside Your Comfort Zone online as an ebook, or you can pick it up wherever books are sold, including Barnes & Noble, Walmart, Target, Rite Aid, your independent bookstore, Books A Million, Chapters Indigo, Costco Canada, and Amazon. I'm Amy Newmark. Thank you for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast today. Visit our website, chickensoup.com, and sign up for our free daily newsletter so you can get a free Chicken Soup for the Soul story every day right to your email inbox. And come back for our next episode, you'll meet Jennifer Quasha, who is one of our regular writers and also a Chicken Soup for the Soul co-author. She has some great ideas for the new year, resolutions that will really work and will truly make a difference in your life.
1: Mother's Day is almost here.